Welcome, campers. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. And you're listening to Breaking Camp Podcast, conversations about the outdoors and everyday life. Welcome, campers. campers. <laughs> you started. Welcome, campers. Bryce. Bryce there. Yeah. Aaron here. That's right. Your camp hosts. Camp hosts. I got a new camp nickname. You did? I forgot about it. What is it? Camp Dad. Uh, Totally fits. Which is kind of like camp host. Yeah. But it's just a little bit more gender specific. Well, and more... Th- I think more thoughtful and potentially doting. Oh, endearing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, because it's what, like what a camp the... host will come by and say, "Hey, you got to pay and welcome and fun this and police." That. Yeah, a little bit of a fun police. Camp dad was like, "Oh, did yeah, you flannel? Yeah, Weird. need the flannel. Did you need your? Did you want pancakes? I got some flapjacks on." Well, that's exactly what I was doing. Is that why they were calling me <laughs> Camp Dad? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Everybody was getting ready to go mountain biking, and I had the camper and the dog, and I'm just like counting the minutes to the nap time when everybody gets on the hill. Yeah. In hindsight, I was kind of shooting myself in the foot there because I kept offering people, you need a soda water? Anybody need any aspirin? (laughs) Some people need some lotion? Yeah. They call me Camp Dad. That's so perfect. I I mean, when we're eating, it's like, anybody need a napkin? Anybody need a napkin? (laughs) And everybody's (laughs) like, do they say... Aaron, sit down and eat with us. Like, we're, we're good. I mean, yeah, but I think that I have realized that one of my primary love languages mm-hmm. is acts of service. Yeah. So that's how I am showing, expressing love. Yeah, showing and wanting it back And that wanting way. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wanting it. That's the, that's that the operative, because we always think, oh, yeah, my... Uh, love language is acts of service, which means everybody's going to serve me mm-hmm. in that way, right? When in actuality, it's the way we love others too. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, you, everybody could use a little service sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I wish we had a sounder for like key takeaways. Ding. <laughs> everybody could use some service. We, well, when people serve when like you, I say something or you say something that's like. Mm especially concise. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've noticed this about the show. Sometimes we have a tendency to be a little long-winded. What? But when we say something that's concise, mm-hmm. poignant, and impactful, yeah, it's like, oh, there's a takeaway. Ding. Totally. We do like the camp kitchen bell, the triangle yeah. thing. So yeah, so I got a new camp nickname. You have a correction here. Yeah. Um, last episode, we were talking about the toothpaste that was cinnamon flavored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sang, get a little closer, don't be shy. And I'm cinnamon like, from, our, uh, from our from our whiskey, right? From yeah, our from youth. our use. Not 90, today, because today you can get every, yeah, every brand flavor. Yeah, every flavor. Well, if you finish the jingle, it's get a little closer with arid extra dry. <laughs> so you sang an, a deodorant song? <laughs> yeah, for toothpaste. To a tooth, toothpaste commercial. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> I don't remember what close-ups was, but I remember that. I was, I love, that advertising worked on me. Wait, wait, wait. Did, did somebody tell you this, a listener tell you, or did you Google it? I was listening to the episode back yesterday, because a lot of times I'll listen to it, make sure it came off okay. Yeah. And 
as I'm driving down the road listening, I was like, I finished the jingle because when obviously I didn't then. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> so I corrected myself. <laughs> so when you heard it, your yeah. brain kicked back to it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I have those things often, <laughs> frequently. I just don't mention them or write them down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so oh. anyway, okay, listen. Fall. Um, Time for a new job. You got what? Well, no, I have a, I have a new job, newish job. Okay, but but you sent me another new job. Maybe my I did. maybe perfect job. I uh, I mean I don't know why it came to me because it should have come to you. So I sent it to you maybe, immediately. Maybe the platform knew that I had mm. taken a little reprieve and yeah, I didn't have possibly, it. Possibly, but they the algorithms knew the best way to get it to me was to target you. Yeah, dude. So that's what happened. I know that you don't necessarily want to be an influencer. However, I think there's a niche market for you to be an influencer, and this is it. Well, I don't want to be an influencer at large, Well, specifically on things that I am very passionate about. Yeah. I'm all on board. Which is this? Which is this one. So here's your note to me. Yeah. I think I found your ambassador platform. Mm -hmm. It's all about sleep. Yeah. They need four-wheel camper lifers. And I'm like, sweet. I am in, understand the importance of sleep. Yeah. Whether you're an af- athlete, traveler, student, family, or in the medical field, you know the value of good sleep. So I clicked on that yeah. right away. Click. Yep. And it, there's some details. You know, you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about sleep. Yeah. Yeah. My lack of sleep, particularly these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you love this product? I don't know what it is, but if it's about sleep, I'm I'm in. Well, isn't it a pillow or so? It's a it's a it's like a. Uh, I thought it was an app. mattress or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, you didn't even look into. I it? never even looked at what it was. Oh never gosh, even looked at it. I did serious? click on the apply now button. So I've done a number of these things, not specifically this sort of ambassador programs, but like, hey, we're looking for yeah. duh, and I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. So typically, here's what happens: mm-hmm. if you're required to do work, I can I can get a thing. Okay. It's like we want you to do this and tell us about it and take some surveys. Yes, because who doesn't love a good online survey? <laughs> so those I can get. The ones that ask, uh, "Where are you most active on social?" I'm like, I'm out. You're I'm out. Okay. They look, they see I got a few hundred this and that's on MySpace, and I'm out. I can't compete with those who are actual ambassadors. Uh, well, yeah. But again, like, so can we just say the name of the company? I think we can. It well, let's matter. not give them any press. Why? Okay, go ahead. Um, Vis- viscosity. <laughs> Viscosoft, whatever that is. What is it? I think it's it's a, Sponsor, it's a, not it's a mattress topper. So oh. it just shows a bunch of these people... Um, sleeping you know and they have their it's in their tent or it's in their camper or their trailer or whatever oh it's portable travel yeah so it's good that's why i'm saying it's like van life you need one of these for your four-wheel camper and like because there was a picture of a lady like she was sitting on like you could see from the outside of her van in because you can see the bed there and she's just sitting there and it's a complete classic influencer style photograph i mean i got all of these here except for the kids ones going for me yeah Dude, I got the the mobile bed. Yeah, I got the dog on bed. Yep, 
and I got uh, I like old people. There's some old people. There's some down old there. photos. Yeah, help so, the old bones. But no kids. Yeah. So anyway, I think you need to be one of their uh, whatever you, they call them. What what is it? Uh, oh, they got a whole. You can not. You can be a basic ambassador. Ambassador. And then yeah. you have other ambassador tiers. You can be a twin level, a queen level, the king oh, level. You gotta be a king. They don't even have the California king level. <laughs> That's Let me great. ask you a quick question. Yeah. I thank you for looking out for You're welcome. possible uh, jobs. Yeah. And this is one that could really complement my other work mm-hmm. very well. Mm. It wouldn't feel like an additional task. They would okay. both benefit from each other. Okay. At what age did you really, like truly, understand and appreciate uh quality sleep and the importance of an expensive quality mattress and it doesn't have to be like expensive expensive but not just like oh pass me down mattress at what or age a new mattress probably 30 okay that's about it for me too i think yeah. i was 33 okay. when i broke my back okay i got tempurpedic and it yeah. was like okay yeah this is important 30 okay Cause yeah because you... i had kids by then <clears throat> we were done having kids um Sleep comes real precious when you got a lot of babies running mm. around. So it didn't really necessarily matter because any chance you could steal some sleep, you're exhausted and you're going to get it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think that's just when you think about those kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> you have less, well, you're like, man, I didn't sleep great last night. So then oh. good sleep becomes a lot more important. Do you notice it when you sleep at other places? Like if you go on oh, the road yeah. or you hit the hotel or on, yeah. the, on the ground in a tent or in your... Um, I can sleep on different kinds of mattresses in a like a hotel bed. Usually, what wakes me up in hotel beds are the pillows, not the not the mm, mattress, yeah, because they're way different than mine. And and then the sheets are um, cold, which I don't love. Mm. Um, and so that usually wakes me up. Anyway, mm. yeah. sleep. Mm-hmm. This episode sponsored by <laughs> sleep. Oh man, that's funny. But I couldn't get it because I don't have enough uh, friends and followers. You never because you never know. As we've talked about before, my intention is becoming more one-like, sure, than mass-like. Yeah, but you gotta just try. Okay, I will apply. I think. And when they say, "What are your handles?" I'll list all thirteen of them. Yep. And then at the end, I'll say, "Most importantly, check out my dog." (laughs) That's awesome, (laughs) Uh, dude. We got to get to cooler. Yes, we do. Or Let's not to cooler, but kitchen and kitchen. cooler. Let's yeah. get it. All right. Oh, welcome to Camp Kitchen. Uh, also partnered with Cooler again. I heard you say that in like the Julia Child's voice. <laughs> okay, I have not been intending to do this. However, you pointed out that we've not we've we've kicked up the kitchen a notch. Yes. Last week with Gravlox. Yeah. And, dude, this week, oh, I need to get the name of it. I'm sorry. Because it's a Japanese word, and I need it to be Well, the one thing here I'm most surprised with is the accoutrement. You like the accoutrement? Yeah. The dish itself, I've always been a little scared of at the the restaurant. I'm going to try it. Yeah. But right. we got the sauces, we got the wasabi, Yeah, we so got the sake. I went fishing again yesterday, caught a salmon. Now, the salmon wasn't, the meat on the salmon is not that great. It's definitely a smoker. It's not yeah. the pink, you know, awesome fish. Uh, so, but it was a hen. I harvested the eggs. I cured them. 
It's called ikura. 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 So it's salmon caviar. So you've you probably what's seen, happening? <laughs> there's a video playing on my phone. <laughs> if you if you probably have seen this in the sushi restaurants, it's the big salmon row over a bed of rice wrapped in seaweed. Yes, so I have, I've definitely seen it. So you've never had this? Doesn't look as good in the restaurant. Oh, dude, that looks really good. Never had it. This is delicious. I'm okay. So, so in 24 hours, you mm-hmm. drove far away, mm-hmm. went fishing, caught nine fish. Yep. Came home. Yep. Did a bunch of stuff with all this fish, mm-hmm. and made these. And now we're doing this. And had a bunch of meetings all morning. Yeah. Wow, dude. I'm just a mover and a shaker. That you must get quality sleep. <laughs> okay, let's try it. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. All right, here we go. I'm gonna grab one. Actually, what I'm gonna do here because we have some, I have some wasabi on the side. I've got some some uh, what do you call it? What's the red? The sriracha. Sriracha. So I'm gonna grab a little sriracha. Wasabi. Put it here. <laughs> I have to just use my hands. Here we go. Ready? Hmm. You got. Hmm. That. Is that good? Sorry, I'm, I should probably be the one talking here while you are enjoying this mouthful of. Mm. What was it called? Ikura. Ikura. Oh, my gosh. It's good. The wasabi uh, bundle got to my nose right away. Like, I must have gotten in one little cluster. Um, I'm just telling you, it's delicious. And it's, uh, so it's cured and it's got like, what, like, um, there's like a broth, like a, you know, chickenish kind of broth. Mm hmm. And then, Oh, here he goes, and boom. And then uh, you put soy sauce and sugar and sake wine in it, and you and you let it. <laughs> he also threw up. <laughs> okay. The egg burst out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. They kind of pop a little mm-hmm. bit when you eat them. But, dude, you just let it roll in the fridge, and it cures really quick. Um, it soaks up all that stuff. And and now they're just plump and they're cured and they're delicious. Did you find this on YouTube? Um, or I internet? Just Googled the recipe. Googled it. Yeah. Okay. Is it good? What it's do you think? It's really good. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That is. How is it with the sake? Um, what so, is this? So then we got we, we got. <laughs> it looks like a. It looks like a melted pina colada. It does. So I got sake because the recipe called for it, and I didn't want to get rice wine from the store that was like three dollars, mm-hmm. and it's probably just gross. Cheers. So, so I, oh gosh. So, that's so, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> How come your face doesn't say what your mouth is saying? No, that's pretty good. That's good. So, it's, tea. I was laughing because I was, uh, I'm surprised in how polar opposite our beverage preferences are. Usually, when I'm like, oh, that's great, you're like, ugh. <laughs> and I, you're drinking the scotch, and I'm like, ugh. It's not bad. <laughs> It, rice wine has a weird, I don't even know what you call it. I've, I've only had sake a few times. Uh, nose. 
No, like on the back of your throat, like at the top of your mouth in the back, when you taste uh, sake, it is, there's an, I don't know, it's the rice. It's got to be the rice flavor, but it's just kind of not great, not pleasant. Um, but it's got a nice sweetness to it. This, this one definitely has more of a sweetness than yeah. others I've had. And it's got a bunch of sediment in the bottom of the bottle, and it said on the bottle to make sure that you, um, you know, shake it up to get the, don't shake it, but you know what I mean, like tip it over, to get the sediment in there. So it looks kind of like you said, a, a melted pina colada. Mm. But the brand is Tozai, T-O-Z-I, or Z-A-I. It says Snow Maiden. I don't know. Snowmageddon. It's probably not a very expensive quality bottle. I think it was like $15. Oh, wow. But anyway. That's I, pretty good. This is a, I just, I just, I'm impressed. This is two weeks so we in a row. We kicked it off. I know. I was like, well, now what am I going to do, right? Like, yeah. what's the next thing? I'm glad that you feel that interner, internal pressure to continue to elevate For you? your camp kitchen game. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can keep enjoying foods. Wow. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of this, so I'm gonna send you home with some, and you can well, put it I'm on. Well, I'm thinking rice. that maybe we'll eat a couple here, and then we'll, uh, then we'll come back. Okay, that sounds good. I'm gonna eat one more. I have to before we go. Before we go. Okay. Yeah. Before we get out of this, maybe I'll try and scoop up the messy one. Okay, here we go. One more. Oh. If if people are wondering what this looks like, this looks like the small. These eggs look like the small jar. jar of red and orange trout eggs mm-hmm. that you buy at the at the Buy Mart Potskis. for a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, it look like Potskis. What are Potskis? Those eggs. That, that's what those are. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a brand, I think. Mm. Mm. Speaking of eggs, we're coming up on deviled egg season. <laughs> There's a season for that. the holidays. <laughs> good right man what was it called again ikura i-k-u-r-a ikura okay ikura i think they pronounce it ikura ikura that was good the the (coughs) rice wine sake was it was okay the first drink it wasn't wonderful but it's better than other sakis i've had Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that was good thanks for making that Mm -hmm. man well, it's funny because, like, I think that's part of the thing is you think about, okay, here I have this, I don't know, this animal I got, right? Whatever it is. like, yeah. But this happened to be a salmon. And I was like, oh, I could use those eggs for bait. I could cure them for bait. Mm-hmm. But I don't really fish like that very often. So I'm like, eh. So I offered them to my friend who I went with. He said, I'm full. I don't need any more eggs. Yeah. Okay. So I took them. And then on the way home, I was like, well, maybe you would want them for bait. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about this. And so uh, I just tried it. Because, again, like when I made the Gravlox, it was so easy to make that the brine or whatever mm. the stuff that you the, the salt stuff. And so I'm like, I bet you it's the same. It totally is. The, mm. the thing that took the longest was getting the eggs off of the, the I, skein that holds them together. Oh, I thought it would be packing the salt around each one of each those individual. little eggs. You roll it in there. Yeah. Is that not how you do it? <laughs> that's, how, that's how some people do it. The real high quality one. Oh. <laughs> so anyway. That's good. All right. So we're coming up on a season, which is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. 
I mean, it's fall. Obviously, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We love fall. Colors are good. Mm-hmm. Colors are popping, especially a day like today when it's sunny. Right. Everything is bright and changing. But I also like it because there's many options. There's more options mm-hmm. than there are in the summer peak season where you have less people, fewer people. So I it, it opens up my possibility of options that all are kind of on an even playing field. Yeah. Whereas in the summertime, a whole large segment of activities are just kind of out yeah. for me. Out? Out. And they're like, I'll do it if it's a family thing or we have commitments to do something, you know, I'll okay. do it. Okay. But on my own as a choice, I'm not going to go do it. So the season you're talking about is? we Fall. Fall? Fall. Okay. Fall in Shoulder general. season. Sh- Shoulder so- season, really. Because it's that season between peak season and the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks of it as camping season, right? Right. And then you have a period of time before you get to winter, because winter's skiing and snow camping and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. You know, so those are kind of clearly defined. But the shoulder season are you can get some really nice weather. You yeah. can go to some really nice places where the weather is decent. Or even right. if the weather's just the weather, it's just the weather. But there's <laughs> yeah. no people. Right. And so we uh it was funny. So I got the camper, right? Mm-hmm. And it lives on the truck. I bought it, you helped me put it on. Mm-hmm. It's been on since day one. It's just it's in, it's out, it goes places, it does stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a lot of these uh, Facebook groups where I see people, like the only thing I see on Facebook that I interact with or do anything with is mm-hmm. camper groups. So okay. like my <laughs> Facebook is just campers. Yeah. But over the pandemic, a lot more people have gotten them, just like rooftop tents. Right. right. And so if you were into rooftop tents, you know, you would see people saying, well, it, summer's over. How do I weatherize my rooftop tent and it's like well you take it off you ensure it's totally dry and you put it away Mm -hmm. and then we'll see you next june yep so these people are thinking this stuff about the camper Mm -hmm. you know and they're like well i gotta get it off the truck and how do i winterize it and what lines do i need to drain and all this (laughs) sort of stuff because it's a big just like an rv or a boat yeah it's a lot of work right yeah if you don't use it right so i comment on there here's the best way to deal with this Mm -hmm. you just go outside and you do stuff and don't worry about it and it'll be fine because your options, because... Basically use it. Just use it. Yeah. And it'll be fine. It's like a boat. Just use it. Mm-hmm. Like a chainsaw. Just use it. <laughs> like all these things. Just don't use win, it. Don't winterize it. Yeah. You don't really have to, but it, it speaks to the point of not as many people are out there doing right. stuff because right. it's now winter. It's not camping season. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what people are doing, but they aren't, it's raining. They don't go outside. So I'm pretty stoked about shoulder season. Mm-hmm. Getting out, we're headed over to the Deschutes here, not too long. We, me, and you? Do uh, I get to go? <laughs> no, I, I mean, maybe. You guys can come if you want. I you said a, we, I'm like. I'm... I think there's an upcoming holiday weekend that we may be going over there. Dude. Do some fishing. It's also nice because fire season is yeah. now back in full swing. Heck yeah. And we got one of those propane fireplaces, right? The mm-hmm. big outdoor ones that you might have one over there or something. But they're like portable yeah. and handle and you attach it to the propane tank and you just have a gas fire okay and it's fine i mean it's like having some decent pizza it's not tremendous pizza that you love yeah but it gets the job done it's like having some lousy track sushi it's not great but it's sufficient yeah yeah. gets you through gets you through the summer yeah but there's nothing really like sitting around just smelling listening to mm-hmm. and feeling a fire. I mm-hmm. mean, looking at the, you you look at a real fire in a different way that that burns and the coals and the embers and yeah. the changes. Right. So I'm looking forward to fire season. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and I think to, 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 what you got there? What? What do you got there? 
Could you hear that? No, not at all. Seaweed. Seaweed. Seaweed snacks. Dude, those are legit. The cooler, it'll come back again, I'm sure. It was that good that we keep bringing it up. Yeah. Sidebar. Sidebar. When we go to the beach later for planning, I think we should do a whole meal of foraged stuff. <sighs> Seaweed. Done. Yes. Clams. Yep. Crab. Done. We'll get Amy some McDonald's or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to get strips. <laughs> chicken strips. Maybe a bratwurst we or two. For, we forage these chicken strips at the restaurant. <laughs> I do love but that. But wouldn't that be nice? I would love that. Yeah. Because I've always I've always wanted to eat seaweed. I know this is a bit of a mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but like where you did just forage it and make wash it, bring it back, wash yeah. it, and make a salad from yeah. it. I would love to do that. That would be great because we could incorporate my desire to do a coastal multi-sport triathlon day where you try and catch a <laughs> limit of clams, a limit of crab, yeah. and a limit of surf perch. Dude, that's so good. Again, we'll bring cereal or something for Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or pe- whatever she wants. Pizza. I don't care. Yeah. She can want filet mignon. <laughs> we will bring that. Yeah. You know? So. Uh, she could do all of her foraging at the market. Yeah. Uh so great. Hmm. Okay, sorry, we took it back tangent. to fire. <laughs> back to fire. But that's what I was gonna say. Is last last week we talked about patios and patio furniture, putting it away, and and like and like uh, wanting to um, enjoy the fire pit area. But mm, but mm-hmm. usually when it gets nice and summery, you can't have a fire out yeah. in the fire pit. So um, what it means is I need a covered fireplace area, it, like a house. <laughs> so in this in the summertime when it's really hot and nice out, you can go sit inside and make a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yes, I'm excited for fire season too. Fire season. So <clears throat> plus, not only that, just getting rid of like you can burn. You have a burn pile. Burn pile. Love Your burn neighbor pile. was having a burn pile this morning. Yep. Yep. So he's been he's been burning everything. I don't I don't know. He's been burning for a week. Oh wow. Yeah. What about what about you this time of year? What sort of activities you can be doing getting out there? Well, definitely fishing picks up again. Um, Are these day fishings? Whenever I can fit camping it in. fishings. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, mostly day. Okay. Um, but I have recently had conversations with a couple different people where it's like, hey, let's sneak off, right? Let's sneak off for a day, spend the night, do like you get about a, a day and a half kind of okay. out of it. Um, and it's easy to leave, you know, you kind of cram your work or your weekend or whatever. And, um, you sneak out, you know, afternoon, spend the night, go back, you know, you're, you're back within 36 hours or whatever. It's no big deal. It's awesome. Super fun. So that I'm, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record all the time, but I really do want to go fish. Yeah. And, and if there was one other, like outdoor hobby that i would like to do this time of year that i haven't been doing it would be bird hunting specifically Mm. upland bird hunting but we don't have that around here that's where you go east i have to go east to do that which is fine but yeah there's been a couple of podcasts uh odf and w podcasts on Mm -hmm. bird yeah upland so i just i love the taste of chucker pheasant is like "Eh, it's okay 
Okay. But I love chucker and grouse. Those, so you just take your take Deacon, he flushes, <laughs> and then you shoot him. He flushes like hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't really have a dog. My last dog, Baker, he actually did hunt a little bit. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't we we definitely I'm not gonna brag that he was super trained or whatever, but yeah. just using their natural instincts, we I sp- I had I had spent enough time with him where he would go the direction I would point. He would mm. he would come and check back in. And Deacon kind of does that too, but he's more he's more independent. And so he is his range was a lot is a lot farther. Mm. So okay. anyway, but Yeah, we've been it's been we've been through a couple of weeks now of uh, dog school for River, so mm. we're getting some of the basics of that. So that's definitely been beneficial pointing yeah. toward his ability to be a better dog, but also to be a bird dog. Dang, that would be so, so cool. Well, good, because then we can go hunt together. We'll have he's he's ready. Forever. I mean, we can go anytime. Whenever you're ready to go and you know when and where to go, we'll take him. I think, I think. I mean, the, the challenging part for, for him will be getting him to give us the dead duck back. <laughs> yeah, drop the duck. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so here's another couple of things. Have you ever stayed in a fire lookout? No, not yet. Have you ever seen any pictures of like influencers oh, yeah. staying in them? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Super great vistas. Well, and I, I mean, based on those pictures, it just looks like I'm going to be very contemplative, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just kind of sorting things out, you know, just really looking out over, over, you know, kind of reflecting on life. Oh, yeah. Right. I've done them a couple of times. They are great. Yeah. So good. I've done them for three nights. Really? And, yeah. Wow. And that was a little long. In one, at mm-hmm. one go? Oh. Five Mile Butte, uh, up there kind of on the east side of Mount Hood. There's one toward Dufer, I guess it is, mm-hmm. that you can get to. Huh. So they don't have, I wanted to point this out because one of our listeners asked, you know, tips to book stuff. Yeah, yeah. So these are, I can share a link in the show notes for the site that I use that compiles all of them together. Yeah. Because they're all throughout the West, right? I think this might be the entire country, if <clears throat> the not fire the West. Yeah. Okay. But it'll have, it's just a compilation, curation of the links to all of these different fire lookouts. Right. And you can go in Idaho, you can go in Montana, you can go in Wyoming, you can go hmm. Oregon, Washington, Canada, all that. Cool. So that's super cool. So I start looking at that. But the thing about those is you got to book them one of two ways. You have to book them six months in advance to the minute, like a camp spot that would be a hot commodity. Hmm. And these are hot commodities. Or you can watch them last minute and things will often pop up. Okay. That would be a great app. If somebody's an app developer out there, you know, like last minute availability for camping, for fire lookouts, for river permits, for all this stuff that sells out of backpack, backpacking, backcountry stuff or has implemented a permitting system in parts of the state. I love that. Because then you get the notifications. Like I'm looking at this area. Yeah. This is my time frame, Mm -hmm. but it's all booked. And so I can set that parameter. And then if something pops up, ding. Book it right there because that's the other way. Is book it last minute when something opens up. I love that. I think uh, please invent that app <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because then it, you know all we have to do is is pay a dollar for it or whatever. Please charge a dollar. Two ninety nine a month. Two ninety a month. Yeah. Wow, that's how important it is to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Or twenty nine ninety nine a year. Obviously, 20. a little bit of a break. But if you ever have a chance or you've ever desired to, like, check into this because it's restorative, it's uh-huh. 
mind and heart settling like it's quiet. We don't have a lot of spots where there's just pure quiet. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those spots where I experience that. You go up high, you're in the trees, hmm. it's snowing. There's oftentimes, so like these are in the forest, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll cut wood and stack wood and prep wood, season okay. it for you. You don't have to bring it. And then there's like a little pulley system. You pull it up and you bring okay, the wood up. that's cool. There's water available or you melt snow, uh, depending upon where you are. You know, there's some different you, options. Depending on the fire lookout, like yeah, how but well you, it's... it's not going to be like a kitchen. Okay. But it might have a spigot and a bucket down below, and you bring it up, and then you have water, and you boil it, or you may need to, you may not to. So do but none of them like have there. kitchens? I don't think, I'm not going to say none of them do, but for the most part, they're very bare bones. It's like backpacking, right. but you have a bed and a, and a roof and a fireplace. Is there a bathroom? There's no bathroom. Well, well some have bathrooms, I guess. I wouldn't count on a bathroom. I don't count on a bathroom in most okay. things that I'm doing. That's not could, a priority. Here if we could make a t-shirt here, out of here's, here's a couple of things that to most people might be standard parts of their day. Uh, what am I going to eat? Not really a concern for me. <laughs> also, where am I going to go to the bathroom? I'm not thinking about that until here. the right time <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. And then it's like, yeah, hole or a bottle? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. You got fancy lights and stuff and sinks? Great. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, check those out. I I do want to go to them. The here's the problem is that um, we've looked at a couple of them over the mm-hmm. years, and they're booked out so far. So you got to book them. Yeah. There's also. Like, have you ever looked at any of like the National Forest cabins? There's like cabin systems. No, never have. So there'll be like yeah. instead of like a fire lookout that's up in the trees, mm-hmm. there'll be like a ranger station cabin that you can rent. Yeah, like and a it's hike more of in. like a that's a little bit more of like a housey sort of a thing. Okay. But those are kind of nice. And then they have like the, they do have some of the ski in, like the hut so- style things where you can yeah. ski into them or snowshoe into them and stay there. Those tend to be no reservations, first come, first serve. Yeah. If you're going with a group of people or you're good with just kind of show up and slumber party with a bunch of people you don't know, right. those can be kind of cool. But Hostile different, situation. Different sort of uh, accommodations in that. Huh. Yeah, I've seen a few of those, like definitely in the winter, where people snowshoe or ski into them and then they stay. Yeah. So, so those are cool. cool. Yeah, that's but awesome. A couple of those. So you got to start looking mm-hmm. for availability and planning. Get out now if you want. Now's a great time to get out. Yeah. Um, but it's also a good time to start planning for next summer's adventures. Now, because I, you talk about that everything's booked, right? Yeah, right. So we have been, every time we go somewhere, we'll try and check out a different campground or mm-hmm. a different area we don't know, mm-hmm. and make notes on like, oh, we want to go check this spot out or stay in this cabin, or this could work for this adventure mm-hmm. or this group thing. Lake Wenatchee we were up at last right. last year. That was a new one that's now on the list of places. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Like you, you liked it that much? Yeah, you want to go it was back. great. Okay. Really good. I mean, it was fall, and it was quiet, so it might be a little different in the summertime, <clears throat> but I don't think there's motorboats allowed on it, which is a key factor in kind of deciding where I'm going to go. Totally. Um, yeah, because if you're in a kayak and a, and a boat goes ripping by, it's just not fun. And again, yeah. I want boats to go where they can. Mm-hmm. But where they can't go, I love it. That's where I want to go with kayak. Like, I'm not taking my kayak out to buoy 10. <laughs> yeah, no. But the boats can go. Yeah. You know. That's one of the things about the, the, uh, the what do they call it, the pedal kayak that I want. Yeah. I thought you have the stand-up pedal kayak. No, pedal, like, like pedal drive. I don't have a pedal drive. Oh. I just have a one I can stand in. Okay. It's wide enough. But 
now you can go places boats can go. And, you know, I've seen guys salmon fishing with all the other boats. Mm -hmm. To me, that, I mean, it depends on who you are because some of the guys are totally courteous on the water and they're fine, no big deal, as long as you kind of know the drill. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy in a situation where everybody's trolling and moving all the time to anchor up. And some of the kayak dudes have done that. And it's Hmm. like, is it legal? Yes. Is it a jerk move? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So... Like you, you, that you're just asking for you're. It's like you're the small guy picking a fight with the massive guy. Mm. You know, it's just not a smart idea. So anyway, but uh, so like that's the thing about those pedal pedal kayaks where you can go more places, but so but it's taking you basically to where boats can go. It's kind of a dilemma. I don't know. You know what I mean? It is, and there's some, kind of some places that can be designated for this kind of use. Versus that kind, you can have some shared use. Mm -hmm. And then the understanding is kind of clear of, well, I want this experience, I'm going to do this, or this is what I know I'm getting when I go here. Right, right. And some of the lakes, even if they do allow motorboats, uh, they'll have a speed limit. Yeah. Which is cool. Usually it's 10 miles an hour or less. Well, you have done a lot of fishing this year. I have not. Well, it's a good year then. It's a good year for you. (laughs) I think that since we went uh, Memorial Day, yeah? I think I went one other time. What? I went uh, down on the Umpqua when we camped down there. That's awesome. Other than that, I just kind of stopped even taking my rods when we go places. Okay, we need to pause right there. Okay. We, stopping taking the rods is, is like the silliest thing. It's when intention. Have... <laughs> no? No, it's not. I have plenty of room. You have plenty of room. Here's, yeah, If you don't true. want them, don't use them. But you have them if you want them. So, to that point, I have I have us a new guest mm. who's going to be on the podcast here, maybe this year, later on. Let's hear. This is a surprise to me, by the this way. This is all surprise for you. Who, who is this? This is my friend Scott. Okay. So he doesn't listen, so he's not going to know until he's on. But we were talking Scott, about- Scott, get with the program. Yeah. We were talking about, he asked me if I do lots of fishing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways I can answer Did that. Did you right? go, you're going to want to talk to my buddy, Brad. There's a lot of ways I can answer that. <laughs> Um, but in this conversation, I, I told him about a couple of things about recently my life. Yeah. We also developed a new, um, nonprofit organization we're going to start together. You and Would Scott you, did or yeah, me? Scott and I. I was going to say, man, I don't remember doing Would this. Would you like to hear about it? I do want to hear about it. Because he says to me, do you catch lots of fish? <clears throat> How'd you answer that? No, he said, do you catch fish when you fish? I said, yes. Not since I started email. <laughs> he said, but you still fish, but don't catch fish? I said... Sometimes. It's a wildlife conservation approach. All of the benefit, none of the harm. <laughs> and he says, eco-fishing. Uh, Get it? Fake fishing. Eco, not fishing. eco. Eco-fishing. Fishing for a sustainable future. So buying a license and not going? Well, you still go, but you don't catch fish. The fish don't die. You get all the benefit of the fishing. And you get to be the guy that's like, you know what? You can be it's fine. I'm just out here for the experience. Yes. Yes. We <laughs> yeah. could have shirts. Yeah. We could get donations. We could have uh, fish alongs, but there'd be no fish. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
It'd be castalongs. It's a whole lot funnier in my head than I think you're getting it. Than I, you're than you're feeling sensing it to be. I think it doesn't resonate with you because you catch a lot of fish. Uh, well, I mean, I don't mean I'm not trying to brag or whatever, but I mean I I typically will catch a few fish. Some days it's like, ooh, I only got one or two, but other days it's just like it's ridiculous. If I had to estimate my total number of fishing minutes for the last five months, mm-hmm. I'm probably at about ninety. For the last five months? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I had a bad weekend last weekend, mm-hmm. and I had uh, 120, probably on the outset. On the, for the year? No, on the weekend. On the weekend, wow. It was a short, it was a short. Conversely, my camping napping minutes there you go. have increased significantly. <laughs> and see, I think that's right there speaks to our fuel spaces in life where we get recharged is it when you get to slow down fit in a nap that really helps you you know navigate the world successfully in a a happy space very gentle way to say that (laughs) (laughs) and the same i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah i'm trying yeah (laughs) and uh yeah because like if i don't get on the water um you know in a month, two or three times, I start to get irritable. I start to mm. be short with my responses yeah. to people. I start to get annoyed with the jobs that I like. Yeah, you know, I you just those kinds of things. You start to resent the the those around you and what you're supposed to do. I see. I don't want to be like that. So, and a nap doesn't do it for you. Not Fishing really. does it for you. Yeah. Well, whereas a nap yeah. does it for me. Yeah. And I will even say sometimes you'll go fishing and it's a very more much more laid back because maybe you're not you're not quite so you're not you know it, you've been more often right and you're not just feeling mm. like okay I gotta really fish hard today yeah and you might just slow it down a bit maybe you do squeeze a nap in when you're fishing yeah which is amazing yeah but it would only be like 10, 15 minutes you know it'd be just a little of fishing a little. Uh, <laughs> We would be opposite. <laughs> of napping? Napping. Oh, okay. 10, 15 minutes of napping, okay. the rest time fishing. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be like sawing logs the whole time, wake I, up, fish I, for 15 minutes. I think I'm I'm experiencing that I'm uh, just a little depleted in all the areas in the margins. And so I can't, because just like when I went to the fire lookout, yeah. like I'm great with being away from people. Yeah. But after a couple of days, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm good. I've settled. I've processed. I've worked through. I've rested. I've read. I'm I'm right. back up to I can engage again mm-hmm. in in a manner that is <laughs> beneficial for others. Right. And the, being the type of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. But over the last few months, I've depleted in a number of areas. So I'm trying to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear so, you. I hear you. But, Slowing uh, down. Yeah. So I would... I would say go to a fire lookout. Maybe I'll look into a fire lookout. Maybe I'll just, <laughs> I know one where you're. You should actually, go by yourself. I actually know where one where your phone uh, works, so I could just work from the fire lookout. Oh, that's a cool. So you that need to tell good. me that one. Um, we'll hide, what do they say? When you hide an Easter egg in something? Yeah. We'll, we'll just put it in put the it, episode somewhere it, oh. um, for the listeners to find out. Um, because I would say that renting a fire lookout for two to three nights, mm-hmm. five hammocks. Oh, five okay. hammocks. Hold on a second. 
There's not many vacations for me, vacations, yeah, outings, excursions that are five hammocks. Because in some area, we got to check off a .5 hammock. Dude, five hammocks, that's serious throwdown. It is. You're talking two to three days of, of solitude and quiet. Yeah. And no bathroom. <laughs> no bathroom. Bathroom, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. Food, I can take it or leave it. Okay. In previous seasons, I've been more intentional in life about going on personal sort of yeah. retreats, yeah. right? Like uh, yeah. whether I go to a fire lookout or whether I go to a retreat center prayer house down at the coast or mm-hmm. somewhere like that, like or camping by myself with that being a full focused yeah. intention. Yeah. I've been more intentional about that. Yeah. Right now I haven't had any capacity to do it. Yeah. And so I think if I could do something like that, maybe we'll get this this train back on the tracks. Dude, I <laughs> I will say in my um <clears throat> so I mean I'm forty five mm. and when I I I hit what I think most people would call a midlife crisis. I would call it an employment crisis about 35 and maybe even before that. But I realized I was super unhappy. Somewhere between 35 and 40, I finally went camping and fishing by myself. Mm, And oh my gosh. During that period. Yeah, during that period where I was... Not super fun to be around all the time. Yeah. I wish I would have figured that out way Mm -hmm. earlier in life. But I think life just had to happen to me to the point to where I was like, holy cow, I just need to get away. Um, But whatever. So you can't go backwards. But now I know. And it is really, really awesome to every once in a while, maybe once or twice a calendar year, get away for me by myself for, for a good solid like three days. The world's off for a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And I had a similar thing when I broke my back and down and out. Mm-hmm. A period of time with reorganization of all of my ideas and conceptions of things. Yeah. So I've had similar to that. Now it is walking forward in a way that is with an awareness mm-hmm. of that reorganization. Yeah. In a still in a world that doesn't necessarily organize itself around those sorts of things. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's good stuff. <clears throat> so we got to make plans right now. For Five something. hammocks. So so put this down. Check the show notes. Yeah. Jump over there. You can check out the link to all of the uh, curated links of Fire Lookouts. Yeah. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. Email us with questions or topic ideas at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your topic, we'll even send you a sticker to say thanks. Check us out at patreon.com slash breakingcamp and join the Breaking Camp family today. Now get outside and have some fun. Breaking Camp.